everybody. Welcome to our podcast. Daja hao everyone. So this week we don't have Nadia with us. Um, she couldn't join us this week to continue our discussion, but we are going to continue this discussion without her and then hopefully get her on to have a little chat with us again about um, IVF and yes. premature babies and something that she's really in the know about and has been through herself. So it'd yeah. be great to have her back on again soon. And today is just going to be a really chilled out episode. So sit back relax if you've had a hard week then maybe you would be interested to listen to our hard weeks so yes. that your hard week doesn't feel as difficult or maybe just relatable and you think oh okay other people are going through it as well and if you are watching on youtube you will see that i am sat on my sofa with my pregnancy pillow behind me and my microphone resting at the side of me because i just i'm so tired and I don't want to sit up on a chair. I just want to relax. So how's your week been, Cheryl? I know it's been quite a difficult week for you, actually, this week, right? Yeah, I've been having problems with my toddler. Um, Yeah, it's just been hard because she's at the age where she kicks off every time. And it's not just like, oh, for 10 minutes. It sometimes lasts for hours, maybe four hours, three hours from the time she gets home from school to the time she goes to bed. It's just constant crying and tantrums, like screaming. I picked her up on Wednesday from school. Mm. Uh, We go to school together, just like a little bit of background for people who don't know. I work a very long teaching job and she goes to the same school that I go to. So we start our day at She starts her day at 6.30 in the morning. I start my day a bit earlier and we'll leave the house at 6.50 and we'll get to school by 7.30. I have to clock in at 7.40. So she's at school from 7.30. Yeah. It's such a long day for a three-year-old. Yes. And she's only three. So I I keep forgetting. Like Kat said to me the other day, she's only three. She's not like six years old. So it is a long day. And by the time I get home, because I have after school duties, um, it's most days I get home at 7, 7 p.m. with her. But on Wednesdays, we finish earlier, but I still do an after school duty. So I finish at around, she gets home at around 6.15. So I fetched her at 6, at 5.30 And she was already kicking off, like, upset because I didn't fetch her from her school. I fetched her from my school. So there she was already upset. Mm. And then from there, it was just one after the other. Everything just set her off in the car. She was upset, crying, crying all the way home. So for me, I've had a long day already at school. And I'm just, like, already worn out. Um, And then we get home. And it's like she wants a cookie, but we don't want her to eat so much sugar. So, like... She kicks yeah. off again and like there was one stage of the night where I picked her up. I had a bracelet on. It's like, you know, um, got beads on it and she was kicking and screaming and pushing me away that she broke the bracelet because she was just so upset. And I was to the point where I was just losing my temper. So I just put her in her room and was like, you need to calm down. And I left the room and she just carried on like I could hear her screaming I feel so bad for my neighbors because they must think I'm like murdering my child and so I just felt like a real failure because you know lately I've just had like you know how it is at work I've had some parenting 
parents not complaining but like asking questions and it makes you feel like you're not adequate as a teacher and then I get yeah. home and I feel like I'm not adequate as a parent because I've got such little patience for my family at the moment because of work being so full on. It's very different. Yeah. Like if someone listens in and they're like, oh, but you're a teacher, it must like, you know, it's not, it's very different in Asia. I don't know in other countries, we work really long hours and we have a lot of responsibility at work. Um, I do so think teachers all over the world are the same. Uh, um I know I have a friend who teaches, she's a homeroom teacher in primary school in England and they never not take work home. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Like they even if they like start to manage their workload, they're always taking work home. Yeah. And we kind of managed to like work ourselves hard so that we don't have to take work home. But the but thing no, is like, I just think that move. other people listening in because I know that there are teachers and I think all teachers do a great job I'm not saying that what I'm saying yeah. is like I just think because they have short days they can take work home like we work till seven I don't think I was like if we still have to take work home I'm really going to lose my shit <laughs> because I'm just like how much more do you want me to put into this job uh, I'm not saying I don't and get paid well with but it's just but that's the thing with uh, oh. being a teacher that I've always struggled with and you have to find a balance with is there's always more you can do always yes it's it's never enough is enough like there's always more you can do so you really have to learn to know when to stop but that's not really the case for us in our job because we can barely get the work that we have to get done done yeah. you know it's like um, as soon so... as like you have something done, like the other day I was like, yeah, you know, I told you, I was like, I finished my unit quizzes. Yay. And then yeah. I looked at my timetable. I'm like, wait. And I asked my partner, we have partners at work. And yeah. I was like, oh, am I doing lesson eight? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's due today. So it's just like, it's just never stops. Like, oh, I, now I have to rush to get this done because I was like yeah. doing my quiz. So there's a lot of things. But yeah, I've had a really tough week with my daughter. I've ha had a breakdown at work and it was nothing to do with work. It was just because I felt so tired. It just made me feel so ill because she Exhausted. was just exhausting me and I know like I'm complaining about my life there's so much more happening in the world and this is something so no, small no, no I feel it's bad not, complaining and yeah so everyone should feel they're allowed to feel how they feel and I don't want anyone listening to think like oh yeah there is so much going on in the world and this is oh you don't really have any issues it's like no these are day-to-day -day struggles of life and I've seen it with parents I don't know how they do it like to finish work and and work such a, a difficult job for anyone in any different type of career and then go home and be a parent it's tiring it's exhausting right yes and it's just I don't know like at work people, people yeah they don't understand because we're foreigners and so like people are like oh but you can get your grandparents you can get a babysitter it's like I don't have anyone here, so I cannot call yeah. someone and be like, can you come over and take her for like an hour, just an hour. Like this morning, I I was, uh, we were meeting at 1030. Kira's, uh -huh. I'm trying to not give her the iPad because we thought maybe that's making her more like irritable screen time. So we're trying something new. 
and she's like upset. She does, she was she made her own breakfast, but then she was upset because something was wrong in her breakfast. I don't know what was wrong. Okay, I really I could not understand her. Now she's upset because the play doh doesn't fit in this little hole, and I'm just like, why did you put it in the hole? And so I'm trying to get her done, and I haven't had a shower. I haven't had like anything done yet. So by the time when I messaged you, I was like, I'm going to jump in the shower and then we can go. And like, yeah, it's just like trying to, and my husband's already gone on his morning, on his camping trip. And I've got anxiety about that because he left this morning early 5am. And because of what's happened to him this year, he hasn't replied to a single message or read it, which means he hasn't seen it, but he's left all his charger and like the extra battery bank at home. So now I'm just like worried, like anxious. That you're not going to hear from him. Yes. And like, I know maybe he's fine. It's just, I have this anxiety, like something's happened. And like, I don't know because, because of what's happened before. And so I'm like in this like spiral of always anxious and feeling like something's going to go wrong. I haven't got that weird feeling that I get if something does go wrong. So I'm just like putting it out of my mind. So that's why I was just like, yeah. it's so hard when people tell me like, oh, you know, you can just call a babysitter. I'm like, you know, it's, it doesn't work that way. You know, it's really hard to find a good one. I have a really good and one. Also, but, but also it costs money as well. Yes. And it's not financially like you know friendly to have a babysitter all the time to to look after your child and you want to spend time with your child but I do get it because we work together I do know how difficult our jobs are like I do know how difficult it is so I can understand that and then I think of some women you know who who do it and they're single parents I think um my week has been okay but I I don't know if you noticed this week I struggled a bit more yes you've been very um lethargic i was about to say slow i was going to say lethargic but that's the wrong word it's like i can see that you're in your last month like last month before your baby is going to make his appearance like i can tell it's taking a toll i'm like always worried like when we're walking i'm always like are you okay are you okay (laughs) is it okay i just get really tired really quick and like i can't walk too fast and i'm only like i'm nearly this sunday well i'm basically 32 weeks pregnant and I don't know, I've just got a feeling he's going to come early. Yeah. I really have. It just feels that way. Like my cervix is only 2.9. I don't know what it is right now, um, which isn't that long. And I'm quite in tune with my body. If I can get to 35 weeks, I'll be happy. No, and then no, I don't no. Care. I think he'll I think come. he will make it. I think he'll make you'll make it to like thirty-seven, and then he'll come. I hope so. I do. I I'm not sitting here thinking like I want him to come early, so I'm not. Pre- I want him to be there till thirty-seven to forty weeks. I yeah. want to keep my baby in me as long as I can, because I did some research and I know that giving birth early, you know, there can be complications and it can also affect behavioral issues, um, cognitive development. Yeah, they say that early babies. Oh, wow. are more- I didn't know that ill-tempered yeah and then I also if he's early then the chances of him having to be in the NICU 
are higher and I don't really want that I want to give birth in a clinic and I want my baby to be with me so it's actually I'm anxious about it and every time I go to the bathroom too much information I check my tissue so thoroughly for a mucus plug because I'm so like oh my god no I'm really nervous about it but I'm just trying to I know if I get to 35 weeks um the difference in 35 to 37 isn't too huge that 35 is okay Um, so once I get to 35 I think I'll be less anxious but also you have to remember um, hoping he stays yes um how many weeks are you now like 31 32 32 okay so just remember if you do see mucus plug it's not always that you're going to give birth that day I mean, no, I, I had like two weeks before Kira, I had mucus plug. A week before uh-huh. I had the bloody show that everyone talks about. And I was like, it's happening. It's happening. And then and what week was that? Like I was 39 weeks and I was just like, oh my gosh, this week, this week. And guess what? Nothing happened. Every day I would wake up and be like, I don't feel anything. And my child yeah, came see. on time. And I thought but 39 me, weeks is good. Uh, no, no, no. She came on 40 weeks and she was 40 weeks in one day. I went into labor on my due date and I gave birth past the next day. So, um, but that's really healthy. I really so thought I was 40 weeks is good, but I was like, I thought I was also going to be early. Like my doctor kept telling me at 37, actually before 35 weeks, she was like, your baby is probably going to come early. She was, but she was like, but I can't tell you if it is or not. She was like, this is what happens to most most first time pregnancies they have them between 37 and 40 weeks and most moms have them early so but it doesn't mean it's early it just means like you had it it's okay your baby will be fine and then she was like because I can you 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 seem quite like heavy like I was like really big at that time and then it just never happened and then every week she'd see me because you'd see them for a week after 35 I don't know how many weeks I was seeing the gynae every week on the Monday and she would be like oh the baby's still there it's still inside and I'm like yeah so I just think you know as soon as you hit the 37 week mark then I think it's fine but um my cousin had twins and her baby came out at 32 weeks both babies they they induced her so you know they do it, it, it gives maybe a little bit of comfort knowing that babies do come early and they do seem I know, Healthy. and and I have researched into it. In thirty two weeks, there's like ninety nine percent, ninety five percent survival rate chance, which is yeah. quite high. But there's still um, issues like there can still become complications that kind of you know birth defects and um, like I said, like um, all the things no- that you just worry about. Yeah, and like brain issues, and and I don't want him in the NICU. It's stressful for him. It's stressful for me. I want to, but again, thirty five weeks. Once you're at thirty five, they do say thirty seven, but after some of the research I've done, thirty five is just as good, basically. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. The doctor I just wanted to, to get me. To, yeah, they were 35, like, oh, I won't feel so anxious any day and now then, and I was like don't say that you know because I was yeah. one of those people like I want to keep the baby in because I was told like the longer you keep the baby in you the better um, yeah till 40 so every time you go over really yeah, yeah so every time the doctor would tell me like any time now and I'm like I'm only 36 weeks and she was like yeah but your baby's 
at a healthy weight already don't worry like yeah if she came now it'd be fine I'm like don't wish that on me and then at 40 like 39 weeks I was like okay it's time like I was like I'm I've had enough now yeah and then when she came out I was like I'm not ready can you go back in (laughs) I was like no why yeah everyone keeps saying that to me like oh once he's out you'll want him back in and I'm just like yeah maybe maybe not but again we are different people. We have different circumstances. I think um, baby you will ch- is different to but, my baby. But I think like, it will change because most parents, I was exactly the same as you. Like, I just want my baby. I just want to have my baby in my arms. Mm. I just want to meet her. And I was so like, I'm over being pregnant. And so many people kept telling me, well, you're going to miss it because you don't, you know what? And now I get it because they keep telling me like, you're going to miss the time you have. And I was like, what time? What time? You know, like I, I don't I yeah. won't miss this. And they were like, you're going to miss being able to just sit and do nothing. And I was like, no, no, no. And then I had my baby and I was just like, I really do miss sitting and doing nothing. Yeah. But no, and I do, I, I do, do I enjoy being a mom myself. It's, it's just, I, I think get it, but. I also I do get that and I already miss the time I have <laughs> I yes. haven't had him yet I'm like I know I'm not gonna be able to do this I'm not gonna be able to do that and even I know plans with Colin I've had to change certain plans because of a baby I'm like oh god this is annoying but uh, so I am like mentally more prepared than maybe I thought I would be but I know it's going to be difficult I do know that and I'm I'm not sitting there pretending it's not um but because of my health anxiety I do just want once he's I would if I get to 39 weeks I'll be the same like I want him out and if anyone says you'll want to put him back in it's like yeah no I don't think I will I don't enjoy my body going through this I don't enjoy my body changing I don't enjoy feeling anxious I've got through this pregnancy with my eyes shut and I worry because I know you you mentioned the other day like oh you touch your belly a lot but that's not me touching my belly for affection for my baby that's just because it's there and like I'll just like rub it or whatever or I have wind I I never sit here and like rub my belly and talk to my baby and that is just because I'm just trying to get through it yeah that is it um so I think I'm a little different on that case. I I would I do just I want my body back. I, I now. think but I don't think <sighs> it's about um having your body back or you know having that comfort. It's more like you will want him back in because they cry so much and they just yeah, need so much yeah. attention. So when they t- when they say that it's not about like oh I want to be pregnant. Like I do miss having a pregnant belly, but the reason why I wanted her back in is because she just cried constantly and didn't sleep and I was just like I did not know I, I thought I was mentally prepared because I've looked after many babies. I was saying to Alec when Kira was born that I helped my mm. cousin with his twins for a month when they were born. I slept over at their house and it didn't seem this bad. And I was just like, is it because our hormones are changing back? Is it because we've just given birth that we're so tired? Um, yeah. But I, and even like I have spoken to other mothers and I was just like did you have this and they were like yeah it's so different when it's your child because it's like you're so tired and they just like you it just hits you and I just think when I hear other moms like no it's fine like I'm just like wow wow good but for I think you it depends good on for you woman just had a easier baby like, like my friend Chloe like... has two and her first Isabella was so easy she didn't cry. She slept through the night. Chloe didn't struggle with her. She was like, this is so easy. She was like, I don't know what people complain about. I know. And I, she I, had her boy. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Colic, 
and he just cried constantly yeah. and like he was in pain because he'd get stomach acid a lot and things like yes. that and, and this like, is why he might stop crying so i think it all depends on the baby you have yes. right also. like kira never cried she just stayed awake her eyes would always be open i was just like there's something wrong with this child there's something wrong <laughs> but also um you know people tell you like don't let her get used to lying with you don't let them sleep on you and so i had that in my head so i was like oh. really into like putting her in her own bed and I realized yeah. eventually after a month, like, I hate, I don't care about your advice anymore. I'm going to let her sleep on me. And you know what? I slept so much, not slept so much. She slept so much better and fell asleep so much quicker. And then I put uh -huh. her down because before uh -huh. that, they'd be like, don't like put your baby down tired or whatever but not asleep tired but not asleep and i'd be like why and they're like because then she'll get used to sleeping on you so when they do want to when you do want to sleep train you have an issue i had no issues guys my baby slept on me and then i did sleep training and it went fine so after that i just listened to myself in my own head and i was like so yeah. much happier with my choice it's just that yeah before that you're so worried because you're a new mom everyone's trying to give you advice and they're yes. doing it not to upset you or not to give you bad advice yeah. or, or they just want to help you so much but it's just because you're a new Everyone's mom you, different. you yes you want to try it yeah. because you also want to do the best for your kid and then meanwhile you've ignored all the signs in your head and all the your, all your own instinct. advice that you're just yeah. doing everything wrong and then you're just getting so upset with yourself that was me so I I, I think tell... that's great advice, though, to any new mums or pregnant women that are listening. Like, listen to your own gut instinct. Do what you know is right. And it is proven that we can sense our babies, like, when they want to poo, when they want to eat, what they're trying to say. We can sense that more as their mother. Yeah. So just let mothers be. I found it really sad the other day because we have a co-worker who's just giving birth. And I asked her, like, oh, do you take your baby out? And she was just like, well, he cries a lot and we don't want um to bother other people in restaurants. And I was like, I can understand that. Like, you don't need that extra stress right now. And she was just like, but we did take him for a walk around the park. But then in Taiwan, uh, Ama is grandma. And there was those that Amars kept coming up to him and like trying to like squeeze his cheeks and look at him. And he got a bit scared. And I don't think the our coworker liked other people like touching, touching him, him. Like loads of people and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And um and then he got a bit scared and then they were all telling her what she was doing wrong. Like, oh, you shouldn't be putting him in this or shouldn't be holding him like that or he shouldn't be wrapped like this. And it's just like oh, the older generation, especially in Asia. Right. I know it got so much right. of that I took Kira out like the day I came home we went for mm -hmm. a walk and they were so shocked because you know westerners we take our baby out like a week yes. old it's normal yeah. but here they don't they don't take them out until a month so they were all very shocked and you know what you do with that advice like I did not take this advice I only started doing it a month after Kira came home because I just was like all this advice is just making me stress I just did my own and I'd just be like thank you thank you okay I'll try it but I didn't I would just be like okay come home and just carry on doing what I was doing and you know what I was yeah. so much happier I'm not someone I didn't really care about people touching my child it was didn't bother me as bad um but in Taiwan people do get up mm. I just think all of these voices in your head it's really hard especially as a new parent to know what you're doing is good for your baby not saying that you're not doing something good i'm just saying like you're the mom you're the your husband is the dad if you guys want to try something just do it there's no harm 
yeah than just like trying uh, I think a new sometimes system. It, it's like that episode that we did where you you're scared that you could do something that could affect them permanently yeah you know and then someone turns around and goes oh you shouldn't have done that with your baby now he's gonna mm. have a limp or now he's not gonna be able to do this or now he needs to build up an immune system towards this and then you're like why did i do that to my baby but like, we have you know, to also remember there's people out there who like did not do all the prenatal care mm-hmm. and their kids are born and they don't care about their kids as much as other people do. Like maybe you're a, I mean, you know, a in drug, a addict. drug addict or something. You know, yeah, they're and out the there. children yeah, come out fine. Like I was just <clears throat> sitting the other day thinking like when I was little, like my dad, we'd go visit him. We wouldn't. He wouldn't. We. He wouldn't even know where the children were during the day. Like we wouldn't even see him until the afternoon. We'd even go to a friend's house or like come home, and he's mm, just like, "Oh, mm. okay." I like got stuck up. I was telling a story to my colleague, and I was like, "I went skiing in the mountain." So the first day you get there, you um get an instructor and they teach you how to ski right and I was eight years old and the guy told me you're a natural and I took that really literally and I was like I'm a natural so the next day I went up to the highest peak where you sit on those things and then you can you have to jump down to like yeah go down the mountain so I jumped down and by myself I was stuck up there a whole day because I got such anxiety looking down like oh my gosh oh my gosh I couldn't even see the end that I was just like panicking and I had to older ask an old german couple that was i was like hey 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 um i'm stuck on the mountain how do i go down like and they were like what are you doing here by yourself i'm like no i just thought i'm a natural i'm gonna go down this mountain (laughs) and they're like okay you need to zigzag down so they were like oh we'll do it with you so we zigzag down by this time the sun is setting and i get to the hotel and they all already like at dinner like you know the buffet dinners that you have there and i go to the like find my family because they're not in the room and i like tell them like hi and they're like oh where have you been all day and I was just thinking in this day and age that would never happen to parents in Mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. you know like they overthink things like oh five minutes your child walks away from you you're already like freaking out like don't ever do that a whole day stuck on a mountain I I think I would freak out still Cheryl (laughs) if I'm honest like no when I was little I'd be like where is she like oh no one even noticed they were like oh what did you do today and I was like I'm I went mm. up the mountain and then my sister Carola was like, oh, is that where you've been? I'm like, yeah, we looked for you and we just thought you probably went to the kids club. And I'm like, I was stuck on the mountain. You <laughs> no could one... have checked the kids club. <laughs> that was like fine. But, you know, you have to understand Christ, back yeah. in the 90s. I mean, no, 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 it was not 90s. It was the early 2000s. That was the year we spent for New Year's and it was 2000s. We had the glasses. It had the 2000. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. We, I remember it very well because that was the holiday, the best holiday I've ever had with my family on my dad's side and mm. the best memory, you know, like after that, I don't have any like family holidays where it's stuck in my mind, but yes, yeah. that was, and it wasn't a bad memory, that memory of me being on. And then the next day I entered into a competition for going down the mountain race and I won a medal to yeah. say that I came <laughs> second and I got like a toy and I still have that green fluffy, I don't know what it was. So like, it's, but I'm just saying like it's so different and I know it's that's an extreme thing so I was just thinking like if that had happened like my dad is very like whatever you know but if something had have happened to you it you would know. have been bad but like what I'm saying is like 
that would never be in this age no you are not no. like kids are not allowed to go off by themselves or do anything i'm not saying like which your child i find go really weird day. in taiwan especially because it's so safe here and look don't get me wrong there are dangerous people all around the world and you yes. have to be careful right but I mean, I was even having a conversation with Colin this morning and we were watching some interior design stuff because he's left now. He's gone to the new apartment to do some painting and stuff. And um, he, we will we keep watching these like interior design episodes to see if we can get some ideas. And there was a foreigner on there, an American from New York. And he was like, why is the shoe cabinet inside the apartment and not outside? I was like, have a think about it, babe. And he was just like, foreigners wear their shoes inside I was like no some people have a strictly like no shoe no shoes in the house thing it's not just a Asian thing and he's like hmm I was like do you really think you want to leave your shoes outside in England they'll get yeah. nicked even yeah. the cabinet will get nicked stolen and he was just like what even if it's fixed to the wall I was like yes if it's yeah. fixed to the wall they'll just come by with a screwdriver they'll take the cabinet they'll take the shoes <laughs> we can't leave anything outside you know whereas in Taiwan people are just more trustworthy here and people don't steal as often and I'm not saying it doesn't happen I don't want you know the people out there happens like I don't ever lock my yeah. car door it's something that I don't do um, and I've never had any issues touch wood. But, you know, we've had a bicycle stolen from our shop. But, you know, it's very safe here. We're so lucky to be in Taiwan where crime, shame, petty crimes yeah. don't happen. <laughs> but it's a shame that um, we all live in apartment buildings. Because if you weren't in an apartment building, you could have just said to Kira, go outside and play. I'm doing a podcast, you know, and we don't like have today, that. She's in her yeah. room dad's not home i've told her okay you can go on the ipad while mommy does her podcast but like yeah. i would have preferred for her to just go play outside but i can't yeah, exactly because... go get on your bike go and play also it would be very like if a ma or a auntie saw that that we don't know oh my goodness that they will be like like i used to take kira out in her diaper she was like mm. nine months old it was so hot it's so hot here and moist like putting clothes on a baby, it's like I was just like I'm just gonna let her sit in her stroller in her diaper, and I mm. and I didn't take her out. I just walked in my complex, and the comments I got, they were like, "Look at this mother in Chinese, like look at this mom, look at this mom," and I'm just like, "It's hot. Are you like yeah, cooked in your brain? I've not taken my child out. I'm not letting her like I don't care actually. I would let her run naked, but I put a diaper on <laughs> because I know how crazy they are. I went to the beach when Kira was like not even a year old I let her swim naked and people were disgusted like at the comments I got in Chinese like why don't you get her I was like I ran out of swimming diapers okay there was a poo explosion and now I don't have the swimming costume because I just brought um you know the diapers to swim in and I only bought two so sorry she's gonna be naked I need the other diaper yeah. for the car <laughs> I was like had, um... I'm not prepared <laughs> We had a heat wave in England two summers ago and it got to it got to like what was it? It was yeah, it, it nearly forty degrees, like thirty-eight, thirty-nine degrees. Really, really hot, right? Like Taiwan hot. Um really hot. And uh we had a barbecue and my friend bought her kids and she was like, Do you have like a swimming pool or something for the kids? Just she's like, because otherwise they're gonna be annoying and we need them to be doing something. Yeah. And actually we did. We brought a dog pool that was big. 
um, and the dog doesn't like it. So the dog's never used it. So we just got the dog pool out and filled it up and the kids were like playing in that. Yeah. She was like, I'm just going to warn you, Henry, her son, likes to be naked. And I was like, okay. She was like, I will try to put his swimming diaper on, but he will take it off and he will just be running around naked. I was like, Chloe, no one cares if there's a two-year-old naked, you know? Um, and then I, sorry, I, as I'm saying that, I just hear all the people listening like, oh, but you don't know who's at the barbecue and what if there's the wrong yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, all yeah, my yeah. family and friends. And I know they say, you be careful. It's always the people that are close to you, but you can't live life like that all the time. Okay. Um, and he did, he just ran around naked and my friend brought his son around. He's like, oh, who's the naked kid? And I was like, this is Henry. And he was like naked till like five, six o'clock at night. And yeah. then finally decided to put some clothes on because he was getting a bit cold. And he didn't put his whole clothes on. He just put his shorts on. <laughs> I just, you like, know, I'm I was fighting that battle with him. If he look, if he wants to be naked and it's hot, I'm going to let him be naked. And he was naked all day, even collecting his burger from the barbecue <laughs> from the and people would be like, oh, he didn't go on it himself. My mum's boyfriend, Steve, gave it to him and he's there <laughs> naked getting this burger. Like, like thank it's you. Just... Yeah, but um, I was always naked. Like every time it was a swimming time, I was naked. Like even up to an age where maybe I should have put some a costume a cozy on. But mm-hmm. I have to just say something again. It's like sometimes when you are doing things, you don't think about all these negative stuff. It's like, yeah. oh, my child wants to be naked. Okay, cool. Uh, I want to share something on social media, not about my child, just anything. You don't think about the other side until someone actually brings it to your attention. Then you realize, oh, oh, wow. Like I should have thought, but it's so hard, like in this society to be able to think of all the different sides and all the different angles and who are you offending and who is a predator or whatever. So it's like, you're going to get it wrong in some way. Yes. So it's, um, it's like, you can't win always. So I was just like trying to tell people like, I am a parent. I know I understand like, you know, there's always heated discussions at work, like, you know, about, gender equality and it's not from us we just hear it in the office you know we have a very big feminist in our office and she's (laughs) a lovely person it's just you know Uh what I was trying to like I had a conversation with one of the new teachers that started he's got a very strong opinion with a lot of stuff but I told him Uh like me as a person I'd like to keep a neutral balance and sometimes when I am saying something or posting something it's not my intention to offend anyone i've not thought you're not thinking about that yeah about that yeah yeah, yeah. so i was like and people automatically think that i'm trying to like say that no this is the way and like that 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 person's you know point of view is wrong i'm like no 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 i've only sometimes i'm just like saying something and only afterwards i realize that maybe i shouldn't have said it like that offended someone yeah yeah and like you don't think of this but now it's like we live like in such a like we were talking about people who use pronouns, you know, like for us, sometimes like what I see visually, if you if you say to me, you're a, if you look like a woman, but you say you want to be referred to as a he and him, it's very hard for me to look at you and then be like, 
to another person if you look like a woman like oh he wants she, she instead of she yeah. because it's what i see is what i'm processing and then they get offended and it's breaking a, a habit that you've been used yes. to in a language that you've been used to for 30 years yeah so i'm what i'm trying to say yeah. is like sometimes people take things so offensively a person's intention and that's never happened what i was just trying to say is like what you see visually and then you try mm. to like cope with what you want to say out of your mouth it's very hard and it's a lot of things like that you see out in the world I think as long as it's not coming from a derogative point of view like everyone makes mistakes and you shouldn't feel so offended by it but we do live in a very politically correct world right now a very PC world and that's why I sent you that um that film on Netflix old dads it's not the best film I'm not saying, oh, go watch this film. It's amazing. But it was just, it was so relatable to watch because it's relatable for, for parents, for teachers, you know, the, the, some of the content and the discussions and the arguments that they have. Because I do think that sometimes people don't consider the older generations. Yeah. You know, it's always the older generations that have to adapt to the way that the new generation is thinking. But are you sharing respect the other way and 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 adapting to the way that they've been thinking and the way they have habits? And it's not as easy to break after 30, 40 years. Yeah. You know? Um, but back on onto the subject of children and, and you were saying that care has been a bit difficult this week. I kind of want to touch on, do you think that some of that difficulty has been because here in the education system, they do go to school for such a long time? And for me personally, I think 7.40 to be at school until 3.20, 4.20, and then not get home till 5, sometimes 6 o'clock. That is a long day for me. And I'm 32. She's three. I think it is also to do with long days, but uh, I was speaking to the babysitter and she was saying that she thinks that it can also be um, the school because they, they, the way they do stuff is very different to what her old school was doing. Her old school was shorter. Like they really care about kids doing certain behaviors in a certain way. And it like gives her pressure like before when right. we would go to school she was allowed to like take a toy to school and then go there and she'd always come out happy and it was nothing to do with we we now get a lot of things like oh kira puts food in other people's bowls i know it's not okay to do that but like i've never had the issue before and i don't think they brought it up to me cuz they just dealt with it yeah the babysitter was saying that she thinks that there's a lot of like comparing like oh kira you need to be more like this person person oh oh you need to be more like this like they very they want a certain type of child and a certain behavior and if the child does not show that then it's almost like they seen as like the trouble kid and right now Uh I don't know like I don't think I'm not sure if her teacher currently enjoys her as much as what she and what Kira enjoys the class I think she just always tells, like, she'll send weird messages sometimes. Not weird, it's just a weird thing. Like, I don't know why she's telling me. Today, Kira said that she is pulling out carrots from the garden, saying that she was pulling out, like, flowers, maybe. And, but the, but I was just like, you, did you deal with it? Did you tell her that that's not okay? And she was like, and the uncle, just planted these flowers like why would she do that that's what she said she was like why would she do that and I'm like I don't know 
I don't yeah. know. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, I, I'm happy. Thank you for telling me. But it's like, I don't know why she would do that. And then I'm just That's... like, it's, it's weird. It's a weird question to ask me. Like, why would she? Why would she go and pick the flower? And I'm like, I'm I don't pretend know. they're carrots. Like, yeah. isn't that a kid with an imagination? Yeah. So he I'm doesn't just know like, that that's not the right thing to do. Like, so I was like, you if you tell say, her, oh, don't do that, and then you explain to her why and why we need flowers and they've got to stay in the soil and blah 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 blah. It's just like, what do you think? I just have a garden at home and go, oh, go pick the flowers for me, Kira. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah. I she does not know, so you need to tell her. And then after you tell her, she's fine. I think that I think your babysitter's got a good point there, though. Um, yeah. And and the thing is, it's just really hard to tell at that age. Like, is it just the terrible twos, like threes? Is it just that age, or is it her? Is it her routine, and is it the school that's affecting her? So yeah, I don't know if it's. I think it could be just her age, but you know, right now I'm just trying to keep the peace with my child. Because I just feel like she has a lot of tantrums this week where I just thought, does she have issues? Do I need to find a counselor for her? One of the people at work, because I had my meltdown, was like, a counselor. And I was thinking, does she really need one? Oh my gosh, my child has issues. And then I think he meant for me. (laughs) So... I took that, you know, like the wrong way, not the wrong way. No, like I, I think he meant both. I think he meant Kira as well. Like there's people you, but I think he meant you and yeah, initially. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it does make me think like, as we were discussing last week, like, are the days too long for these children? It is too long for a toddler. I think they're overstimulated, overtired, which like that night, she, I think she was just overstimulated. That's why she was just like kicking off with everything because by the time she got into bed, her eyes were just doing weird things. And she mm. was like, I could tell, but she was still kicking off. Like even in bed, she was like <laughs> crying and she was still crying after she fell asleep. Not crying like hiccuping in her sleep because she had gotten herself into such a state but she was so tired she fell asleep the moment her head hit the pillow I could see already when she was throwing tantrums that she was tired like she her eyes looked she gets these dark dark rings when she's tired yeah um yeah and I even said to her like I think you're tired let's get it and she's like I'm not tired and that kicked her off because she was like I'm not tired I'm not going to bed I'm not going to bed and eventually she just like gave up and we got into bed and I stroked her hair. And then in the morning, yeah. it was very sweet. She said she, the moment she woke up when I woke, she was like, mommy, I'm, I'm sorry. I cried yesterday. And she uses words like I'm frustrated. I'm tired. It to Dashi in Chinese, she'll say like, you know, meaning my happiness is not good. You know, like it's a weird saying yeah. in Chinese. So I understand. It's just Dashi the babysitter she really thinks it's because there's like they expect a certain level at their school and when children don't meet that level it's for them they just like don't understand that a child can be different and that you get different types and she's very different to the standard Taiwanese child yeah that makes sense though that does make sense because if you're spending the whole day being told that you know, oh, this isn't good enough and you shouldn't be doing this and then don't do that. Then you come home and then you're just going to feel like that constantly all the time and just feel frustrated. I think that she's got a really valid point there. 
I re- really do. Yeah. I do think yeah. that it is affecting her. We, and it's we weird have... because who yeah. cares about some of the stuff? But that's the thing with being a parent in Asia that we have to adapt to. Who cares if you don't want to wear your shoes inside? Let them take their shoes off. It's not a big issue. It's not a house and safety issue. Like, who cares if they're, they're things that don't really matter and that don't affect their education and their learning. I can then... understand if it affects the education and the learning, like taking toys to school. If she wants to take a toys to school and she's not playing with it during class, then fine. But I, I had a student once called Ruby at one of my schools and she was four and she was would not come to school without a necklace or a teddy or something but she would play with it in class and I would say to her you can get it out at break time and you can play with it but you can't play with it in class because you're not listening and you're not focusing Mm -hmm. and she was just like "Ah," and if I took it off her she'd cry and then she got to the point where she just wouldn't bring anything to school because she knew oh teacher cat's gonna take it off me um and that was because it was affecting her focus I get that no and I understand like I was like okay we will not take anything to school but the does she always tells me like she needs to be at a school where she can be herself and right now she's at a school where she can't be it's really hard because it's imagine you're at school all day like you said and you keep getting told you're bad and then you get home and like the person you love right now I'm her be all and end all and I'm like you're being me you're being not nice to mommy you're terrible today what's going on like it must be it must be hard like continuing it after school so like you know I was telling one of the other teachers who asked me am I okay when I was having I was crying at work and I Uh. am a very emotional person and I cry easily and that's because I not hold like I feel like it bottles up and like I can't hold it in anymore um, mm. when I talk about my kid because it's something I'm really like passionate about and, and I always worry that I'm doing something to to damage my child and so I started crying and then she was like it's okay and I was like you know my child has never ever like cried and hit herself and been like I'm a bad child I'm a bad child and now since she's last not last week the week before I was like Kira please don't do that or you're going to go to the naughty corner and then she was like, oh, and then she looked at me and she started hitting herself like, I'm a bad child. In Chinese, she was like, wopukwai, wopukwai. And she's hitting herself. And I was like, please don't hit yourself either. And mm, I, so I, I grabbed like her hands and I looked at her in her face and I said to her, please don't hurt yourself. I don't like that because when you hit yourself, you're actually hurting mommy because mommy is mm. heart is sore because I see you doing that. And then I realized that day that I need to not be so hard on her when she gets home from school because she's getting it probably at school constantly. That when she gets home and I, me telling her off, she's realized maybe thinking that she's not a good child. And I said this yeah. to that other mom, um, to my colleague who is a mom. And she was like, you know, this is what kids do. You have to like be strict. And I then I started crying because I was like, I, my husband had a really bad accident this year. And for those two weeks, my child was like left with people and like didn't know where we were because I don't have the option of calling a family member or friends mm. who who are un, like who are single and don't need to work to help me out with my kid. And so I was just like, you know, I used to be really hard on her. And then ever since then, I've become really soft because I realized like my child went through trauma 
and I didn't notice that she was going through the trauma. And yeah. so like, not, like after that, every time she, I would try leave the house, she'd get really upset. Like, where are you going? And like, please don't leave me. Don't leave me. She'd say that. And I understand children go through that with their parents without having trauma. And then, um, then she would say things like if she saw an ambulance, she'd start getting really nervous. Like, oh my gosh, is it daddy? Daddy's in the ambulance again. Daddy's in the ambulance. Even though she was not anywhere near the ambulance. I made the mistake of taking her with me on the day he had his accident. So we were at the ER for a whole 24 hours. She slept at the ER with us. And she saw a lot of people coming in. That was like some people came in from accidents and they were like full of blood. And then there was some people coming in and they were screaming. You didn't make the trauma for your child. You dealt with trauma to your family the best way you yes, could have. And that I ignored but it. it. You but know, then like, also for her to then change school. Yes. So it's like a lot where... of things. She's so little and she's so independent. Like she sleeps by herself. So many things she does so independently. Well, what advice would you give to someone if they're saying that they think their school is affecting their child? What if I came to you and said her attitude has changed since she's been at this school? I don't think this school is the right fit for her. Um, I just think I would just say to them, like, you need to just talk to the teachers, be open, because that's what I've been doing. And I'm trying mm -hmm. to, like, also let the teacher understand the home life. Because it's not only the school affecting her. It, it's yeah. a number of things, okay? It has to be like maybe home life is affecting her and that's what's affecting her at school. The, uh, I, w I would love for my... I've been taking my child out from school at 3 o'clock, 3.30, because that's when mm -hmm. school ends. But she goes to aftercare, you know, because of my long hours. But now getting the nanny to fetch her. And you don't understand. It's made a huge difference. Like this, after that day, I've had like such a good time with her after school. Because she's just a more pleasant child to be around. And so next week, yeah. I will let you know. And then I'll let you know when you ask me, what do we do? Like we, you have to take everything into consideration. Is it too long of a day? What's happening at home? Are you able to adjust it? Because I can't, you, I, it's easy to just be like change schools. But you can't. Trying to get mm. into a school, even overseas, is very hard to get into other schools. So yeah, some you have people to... can't. Yeah, some people can't because they're in that catchment area and that's yeah. their school. And especially if there's any people listening in the UK, everyone goes to public school. Not the private schools are for the very, very wealthy. So once you get into a public school, it's not easy to just take them out of a public school and put them in another public school. Yeah, you know you've got to be you have that to catchment area. So what? Can, yeah, have open open communication with the teacher, even if you think the teacher might not be like on your side. Someone out there can help me with my child. And yeah, her, I really you know. hope if you are listening, don't feel like you can't express your opinions to us. Like we I like do it privately. Yes, Please and I like know. how the podcast went. I know that we said that we we're going to talk about you know our our time and then go back into um the grading system. But I think it was a really good podcast today. But next week, yes. we can go back into that. Um, and I also want to talk about uh. The, the life of being a teacher for any teachers out there, especially people from abroad that are teaching English, being a teacher is such a frowned upon job now. And I wanted to delve into why yeah. and what we actually do and the importance of teachers all over the world for many subjects. Yes. So I think that's something we should go into next week also. But yes, no, it's yes, been yes. nice this week. It's been a very relaxed 
conversation. I hope you've all been relaxed at home, listening, doing some cleaning, some cooking. And then it's a little bit more relatable. Yeah, just listening to two women talk about their week and things that they struggle with. Okay, I think we'll leave it there this week. Okay, thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye!